Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves. Feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Trans lesbians are lesbians too. Yes, that's right. Also, um, not all Democrats are socialists, but all socialists support Hamas. Yes, we're going to speak some truth or fiction. I'm Andrew Coppins flying solo. Pat is out sick today. Hopefully he will be back and ready to go tomorrow. Thursday will be the last show for me this week, by the way. But It is Truth or Fiction Tuesday, so let's get into the meat of it. Again, I'm Andrew Coppins. You can find me on social media at The Coppins Show, and this is Critical Thinking. Another pathetic performance by my Green Bay Packers last night. It's it's, um, becoming apparent that this is going to be a rough transition year for this team, Um, a very young team with a ton of potential can they start to realize that more by the end of this season than they have currently because they can't keep doing what they're doing and and be successful even in the really crappy by the way probably the worst division in all of the nfl the nfc north that is the vikings terrible the bears are terrible the packers not so great grand wonderful and the lions are going to run away with that division That's the reality, unless something dramatically changes. And I find it a little worrisome, just from an analysis standpoint, that uh, there were 10 days off between last Thursday's game and Monday night's game here. Um, Yeah, they shored up the run defense. I mean, giving up only 96 yards, 3.3 yards of carry and all that stuff. But uh, that offense couldn't get in gear at all. And a lot of it's down to the offensive line. Give credit to Max Crosby, who was everywhere all the time, all over Jordan Love, all over the Packers' offensive line. So give him credit for that. But, you know, it's just like what I was saying to some of my friends and family uh, via text during the game. I just didn't understand the game plan, and they finally figured it out in the fourth quarter that rolling one Jordan Love out of the pocket, getting away from the pressure that Max Crosby was creating and allowing just a little more time could have been a winning formula, except for when they did that, um, he still managed to be disruptive to the game. 
But all of that being said, they had 10 days to figure out some better offensive game planning, and that didn't happen. Um, there's a lot of growing pains going on with that offense right now and with a very young team on offense, especially injuries are playing a part in all of that, but uh, they have got to get better. Absolutely have to get better offensively because that defense I thought played the best it's played all season long. They just didn't get any help. None whatsoever from that offense when they needed it. But with all that having been said, my wonderful Green Bay Packer analysis out of the way, this is Truth or Fiction Tuesday, by the way. You can always participate in Truth or Fiction Tuesday. You can go over to um, my profile on X, and you can find me tweeting out or posting, I should say, as we tried to transition that language, um, but posting over there, um, asking for your Truth or Fiction statements. Uh, we didn't get any this week from you, so uh, I don't know what your bugaboo is. But uh, for those of you who watch the program on our Rumble channel, rumble.com backslash critical thinking, rumble.com backslash critical thinking, or those that are listening via podcast, you can participate in Truth or Fiction Tuesday. Every Monday we will call for your Truth or Fiction statements. Pat not being here, I'm actually going to be able to read some of the things that Pat sent me as Truth or Fiction statements. So we've got a little bit of Israel. We've got a little bit of trans lesbians. Chris Christie, speaking of trans lesbians. No, I'm just kidding, folks. Just kidding. Um, we got a lot to get into. So let's hit up the first of the truth or fiction statements. So first up, the Marxist left has shown their immorality by their support of Hamas in the wake of Isra attacks on Israel. Truth or fiction? That is the question in front of me, <clears throat> and I find this to absolutely be true. And as I mentioned up front in this program, and excuse the frog that will not leave my throat, um, <clears throat> but as I mentioned, I mentioned up front that, you know, not all Dems are socialists, but all socialists seem to be supporting Hamas. Um, that is absolutely the case. When you take a look at what took place here in Chicago, what took place in New York City, Tampa Bay even, all over the country, what really was taking place here is an absolute undeniable support of Hamas in the wake of them unprovoked going after Israel and not the Israeli defense forces. Because again, wouldn't that be legitimate war at that point? Instead, they targeted civilians. They targeted men, women, children, families. They targeted um, peace partygoers, for crying out loud, killing 240 to 260, depending on the, the report that you've seen there. One of the most harrowing stories that, that um, has been out there is from a survivor from that party who, I'll, I'll spare you some of the details. But I think it's important that you understand some of the craziness that took place there. She not once, but twice was forced to play dead. Was still kidnapped and managed to escape thanks by the grace of God Almighty. One of the terrorists decided to let her go. I, And then... She reaches the stage from this festival, realizes that everybody's been massacred on the stage. 
smears blood of the dead on her to look like she is dead, plays dead for three more hours, folks, and is found by the Israeli soldiers who got there and, and were clearing the area. She escaped death by playing dead not once but twice. All for what? What, what did she do to the poor oppressed quote-unquote Palestinian people? And you say, well, well why are you saying quote-unquote? Well, because there's no such thing as Palestine. It has never existed, period, point blank. Never has. And to act as if that is the case is insane. But the Marxist left, the Democratic Socialists of America, were the sponsors of multiple, quote-unquote, free Palestine rallies in the wake of these attacks. Look, it is one thing to hold the political position that... um, that Gaza, the West Bank, should be free of, quote-unquote, Israeli occupation, whether you believe occupation to be the reality or not. You're totally 100% in America allowed to hold that position. Thousand percent the case. Here's the rub with all of that, though. Here's the difference. Here's the reality with that. Time and place. When there is a clear moral line that has been drawn in so much as they're not targeting active soldiers from the Israeli Defense Force. They're not attacking Mossad or whatever. They're attacking Six-year-old girls and boys murdering them in front of their parents and then shooting the parents for sport. Finding people sitting at a bus stop and just mowing mowing them down with AK-47s and and machine guns. Indiscriminately firing 5,000 rockets. Hang gliding in and murdering anybody they see on the street or in their homes. Kidnapping whole entire families for what? And then deciding that um, they're going to hold all the hostages and murder them one every hour until Israel gives up what? What moral high ground exists for that quote-unquote free Palestine cause? What moral high ground can anybody get behind? The only thing that this is worth is condemnation. Yet the Democratic Socialists of America and their ilk, the the Marxist left in America and elsewhere, they go directly to, well, justification. There is no justification, none for this, none. These are not enemy combatants. These are normal civilian people 
from across the globe, by the way. There are people from Belgium, people from America. I believe it's 9 or 11. I'm not sure exactly, depending on the information again. Americans that have been killed? In relation to 9-11, this is is 9-11 on multiple rounds of steroids. This is one of the worst terrorist attacks, if not the worst terrorist attack, in human history. It's pretty simple. Um, We condemn the murder of innocent civilians, whether it is about a political cause or not. Because if it's about a political cause, shouldn't your target be the Israeli Defense Forces or the Israeli government? Benjamin Netanyahu and others? Isn't that your beef? Not with the people who are just living their life every single day? Yeah, you have no moral high ground to stand on. And when you lose the moral high ground, you've lost the argument automatically. Yet we've got multiple members of the United States Congress who stand in support of this. Rashida Tlaib, Ilhan Omar. You've got um, the rest of the squad. Jamal Brown, Mr. Pull a Fire Alarm, thinking it was just a way to get into... Okay, sure. Or Jamal Brown, excuse me. But this is who they are because they're telling you who they are by either their actual silence or their organized efforts, one way or the other. It's pretty damn simple. This was not cool. This was not kosher. This was not good. We don't support indiscriminate killing of innocent lives for the furtherance of political aims, whatever that might be, whether that is to believe to be the furtherance of Iran's goal of wiping Israel off the map or Hamas's stated goal. But, but, then I got to thinking about this. And then I realized, you know what, Andrew? They're birds of a feather. They have to flock together. And what do I mean by that? Well, notice that the only people supporting these attacks are Marxists, socialists. And then go back to yesterday when I told you that Hamas had kind of been encouraged, if you will. That's the best evidence that exists by Israeli and U.S. intelligence to do what? To go after Yasser Arafat, to go after Fatah, to not just create internal strife, but because Fatah had communism as its aim. And what do we know is a tale as old as communism as an idea has existed? Socialist and communist, fascist, communist, don't get along very well. Hamas is a socialist political organization. They believe in socialism. 
one of the clubs that I support um, over in Europe, Celtic FC, the Green Brigade, one of the ultra groups, you'll see flying the Palestinian flag at almost every single match except for the you know uh, fact that, oh, crap, they've got at least one Israeli player on that team, you know, super respectful. But what is that group, the Green Brigade? They're a group of socialist ultra supporters, the socialist wing of support. That is not to suggest that all Celtic fans are somehow socialist. No. They come from all different backgrounds, mainly Catholic, yes, but they come from all sorts of different political backgrounds. It just so happens that the fervent support, the ultras, flying the Palestinian flag happen to have what in common with the quote-unquote Palestinian people. Socialism. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You see, socialists will do anything to further the aims of fellow socialists. So they can't condemn a political movement that if they could get free of the oppression, right? If they can get that free of the oppression of Israel, they can't condemn because then socialism can now be enacted in whatever form Hamas and others would like to, to bring out. Now, Hamas leads the Palestinian government. Remember, we gave them free and fair elections, and Hamas is the choice. Socialism is the choice over the communist Fatah, which led to the Palestinian liberation organization, which led to the Palestinian Authority, all of it, Yasser Arafat. You have to know your history of communism versus socialism within the Arab world, too, because, believe you me, that's existed as well. So, the birds of socialist feathers are flocking together. That's what you're seeing here in reality, folks. But let's move from there to Pat's first truth or fiction for me. And this truth or fiction is whether the allegations against Tim Ballard are true or not, he shouldn't run for any public office. <clears throat> Excuse the frog in my throat again. I actually happen to agree. I think this is truth. Again, 
we have some truth here. Um, <clears throat> yeah, he shouldn't be running for public office. And we have gone over ad nauseum the wait for the truth. What is the truth? We don't know. Yes, allegations are bad. <clears throat> yes, the report from the Blaze and the Blaze media showcases some deep, deep, sick allegations that seem to have supporting documentation behind them. Okay, that's the important part of this. Whatever you want to believe to be true or not true, proven, unproven, whatever have you. Again, where we stand on the court of public opinion versus the court of law, there are two different things. And we need to concentrate on the court of law that rather than the court of public opinion. But that also doesn't mean that you just get to do whatever you want, whenever you want. I, I just I don't see a world in which Tim Ballard should be running. It would be different if he was able to have his name cleared. It would be different if these allegations are not fresh, if they had been dealt with, if they had been totally disproven, whether that's in the court of law or the court of public opinion. And by the way, in the court of law, if these allegations are totally untrue, he has major grounds for defamation, libel lawsuits, okay? Major grounds for it. But that court of law is going to take some time to adjudicate this situation, whether that's civil or criminal. In the meantime, he shouldn't be anywhere near public office. The, the GOP in Utah better have a game plan outside of Tim Ballard to run for that now soon-to-be-vacant seat of one Mitt Romney. That's the reality at, at play here, folks. So I, I just don't see how Tim Ballard running is a wise decision on his part, the Utah GOP. Why? Why drudge up everything that has been alleged over and over and over and over again? Now, the other part of this is that between God and the fence post and Tim Ballard, he's got to reconcile with his behavior, alleged behaviors, alleged mistreatment of women, grooming, all of the, the allegations that are out there. He has to deal with that on his conscience and, and with his maker. And that is going to weigh heavy no matter what. That's where he needs to concentrate, getting right with God, getting right with his family. Even though his wife seems to have uh, ostriched her head right into the sand on a lot of this. Based off of their statements and, and, and um, where things stand on that side of the aisle so to speak. But this is pretty easy for me. Pretty darn easy. All right. So with that, let's transition into the second of the truth or fictions from both myself and Pat. All right. So the second of the truth or fictions from Pat is this. Ousting Kevin McCarthy as speaker hurts our ability to help Israel. And you might be saying to yourself, "What? say what? What are you talking about? Well, that is an allegation that Chris Christie, who still somehow is running for president of the United States, although not doing much running, 
Let's get a GOP response now from presidential candidate Chris Christie. Chris, thanks for joining us this morning. You, if you George. were in the Oval Office right now, what would you be doing? Look, uh, what I would be doing is making sure, one, that Israel has everything that it needs to be able to take whatever actions it needs to take. And this is the problem with not having a speaker right now, George, and, and the actions taken by some members of my party were wholly irresponsible without this going on. They're now even putting a brighter light on the irresponsibility of not having someone in place. But make sure, first, they have everything that they need. Second, um, to be talking to our allies in the region. Um, and trying to make sure that this doesn't escalate. Um, you've got to be talking to the Saudis, to the Emiratis, and to others to make sure, Jordanians, that we keep things in, um, contained in that area. And, and three, then, speaking to the Prime Minister, Netanyahu, and, and making sure that you're a sounding board for him to think through the ramifications of every step they're going to take to defend themselves and to try to do the best they can to eliminate the leadership of Hamas that has made the decision to do something as horrific as what was done this week. Now, on its face, I'm not saying that I disagree with most of what Chris Christie had to say there in terms of you've got to work with the leaders in the area to create a more stable environment because it is very unstable, and that's really what Iran wants. Lest we forget what has been going on in Yemen, lest we forget uh, Qatar and its role in some of this as a um, Iranian-backed regime. Lest we forget um, that this, not coincidentally, is happening on the eve of the potential for Saudi Arabia to normalize its relations with Israel. Not just accept Israel as its right to exist, but normalizing their relations. That would have been a massive deal and a massive blow because Saudi Arabia and Iran are at loggerheads. They're at complete odds with each other. And that's really why that war in Yemen was going on. You had Iran side, you had the Saudi Arabian side of things, and it just kept going on and on and on in one of the most brutal wars this earth has seen in a very long time, probably since World War I, actually. Most Americans don't know that because it just was not covered here. And that we played a partial role in backing the Saudi Arabian side of things. Again, proxy war, proxy war, proxy war. But I find this statement to be absolutely fiction, this idea that ousting Kevin McCarthy doesn't help or it, it creates some sort of hindrance towards our role with Israel. No, it doesn't. Because if that were the case and we had the foresight and the and the wherewithal to have known that this was going to be the case, would they have done it? No, probably not. These two things are mutually exclusive of each other. Now, is it true that uh, a power vacuum can exist? Kind of, sort of. But they can still function right? The House can still maneuver. The House can still vote on bills. The House can still do all the things that it's supposed to do, right, Chris Christie? Instead, what this really is, is an absolute cheap shot at Matt Gates and the more America first MAGA forever type of a crowd. That's what this really is. This isn't really a shot at the truth. This isn't really saying, you know, we should have leadership because that would be a different ask. That would be a different question. The, does the lack of leadership 
in the GOP, in the House of Representatives, hurt the ability to help Israel? That, I would say, is yes. That answer could be yes. But McCarthy being there or not, there was a lack of leadership. That is why Kevin McCarthy is the first speaker in the entire history of this nation to have been kicked out of. See you later. To be removed from his post. The first one ever. Because of his lack of of leadership, his lack of ability to put the conference together. That's really what took place here. But this is these are wholly separate events. These are not linkaged in any way for me. And it's just stupid. So with that being said, We've got to go with my second truth or fiction for today, and that is trans lesbians are lesbians too. I know, I know, you are likely just saying to me, what What the hell are you talking about, Andrew? What the hell are you talking about? Well, I'm glad you asked because lest you forget that, um, yes, trans lesbians are lesbians too. Uh, there was National or International Lesbian Day uh, just a few days ago. And UN, it's UN Women, so standing up for the women, right? Wants you to know, remember, trans lesbians are lesbians too. Let's uplift and honor every expression of love and identity. Happy International Hashtag Lesbian Day at free underscore equal with a picture, since if you are listening via the podcast, you are not seeing this, a picture of... Of course, a white and a black lesbian, maybe trans. I, I'm not really sure, but they sure look like just females. I'm not seeing a bulge anywhere. Um, very, very, very simple question. So, trans lesbians are lesbians too. Um, wouldn't a trans, so we're, we're saying that these are men who want to be women who like women. So they're really just men. They're just heterosexual men. I, I, I cannot get my brain. No, trans lesbians are not lesbians. By definition, they are literally just dudes dressed up as women who like women. That's just a dude. That's just normal heterosexual attraction. Quite literally, that's what that is. Biologically, chemically, how your body reacts. That is heterosexual, normative, quote-unquote, behavior. So no, trans lesbians are not lesbians. They're just heterosexual men. And with that, folks, I hope you have a great rest of your Tuesday. For Pat, hopefully he is getting better. I'm Andrew Coppins. Again, you can follow me on X and elsewhere at the Coppins show. 
And as always, please be smart, be safe, be kind, make sure you eat all of your meals, and Matthew 5, 47.